And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode 234. My name is Brando, and I'm excited for today's episode. We're doing something a little bit different. I got to introduce my my guests, my co-hosts, my my conversationalists today. Uh, Patrick Giroux, we'll go there first. Are you from Ottawa, Canada? Correct. Uh, yeah, I'm from Ottawa, and it's Gru. You can just say yeah, the uh, LX is silent. It's French Canadian, but it's Gru. Oh, Gru, I tr- see right off the bat. I'm it's all good. It. It's it's all good. I, I I'm used to it my whole life, but yeah, just uh, Gru, kind of like uh, Steve Carell's character and. Uh, the Despicable Me movies, Guru, how it's pronounced. Sure. Guru. In my head, I'm just a hockey guy, so I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, Mario Lemieux. I'm thinking Lemieux, that. Lemieux, yeah. So, oh, sure, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I, you know what? Shame on me right away. Uh, no, 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 it's all good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's giving me a heads up to add a, I guess, introduce a Sandra. Do we say Sandra, or do we want to say, because I know we're all just regular citizens. Uh, Sandra Diaz? Um, it's Sandra. Sandra's good. Okay, cool. And and where? Because I I know Ottawa. I've been to Ottawa. Where are you from? So I am now in Windsor, Ontario, which is the border city of Detroit, Michigan. But oh. I was born and raised in Montreal. Okay. It's just talking beforehand. Just <laughs> see, this is my 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 dumb American uh, assumptions. I'm thinking, <laughs> uh, Patrick. Uh, you know, grew. Uh, you had maybe the accent, the French Canadian accent, based upon. Gotcha. Your, but now we have Sandra with the Canadian accent. I, I love it. And and uh, if you're watching on Zoom, you have O Canada, and now just the, the, the your your national anthem is now going through my head. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. And we we have uh, both Canadians, uh, Patrick and Sandra, on today on today's episode. Uh, they are just regular people. We're all regular people. If you want to get. In, in, in depth, but we're not prying their their private information. It's not like me where I talk about the, you know being on the radio and in my personal life, things like that. They are just fans of this podcast. So I have two. Look at this. I have two fans. <laughs> <laughs> and I put out there, and I know many of you saw on social media a few days ago, and the idea hit me, and it's something I, I kick myself, speaking of kicking myself or silly things. Oh, you know, before I even go off on my normal rant, I had to establish a lot of things that we were watching on zoom first of all as patrick just sipped from his his gnr mug right nice beautiful i've got a shirt too okay the the original appetite album cover i think it was the robert smith painting on a long sleeve are those from the official merch merch store by the way oh yeah okay you could have said no i don't i rarely So here's the it was thing, a though. Gift. It, was, it, it was a gift. How's that? It was a gift from my wife. Okay. No, that works. And, I, you, and you don't ask where she got it from, so I, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and here's the segue to Sandra. And, uh, I mean, I, I, there's so much to talk about in your background. Uh, before, before I even get to your, your sweatshirt, because we're going to talk about that, of course. Uh, such uh, a your, nice your sweater. Christmas sweater, rather. Who's that behind you in the picture? Is that, like, wham? Is that... Is no, that- that's actually Duran Duran. So Duran Duran. Oh, that's right. If you go down that path, so I have my... Def uh, Leppard, I see. Def uh-huh. Leppard, my Guns yeah. N' Roses Up Close and Personal Tour um, from, 19, uh, from 2012. Cool. And uh, when I met Sebastian, Sebastian Bach, and I have a poster from DJ Ashba. So oh, very wow. uh, diverse in music. Oh. Very cool. Oh, I love it! I'm hitting off both of you right away with, with Patrick having to share a shared uh, a shared space with his wife. Yeah. So I I do the same thing, and then Sandra with all the stuff on your walls. You know, I'm not gonna pan, but half the walls are Dave Matthews Band for my girlfriend, and the rest of it is Guns N' Roses. But um, 
this trans this kind of segues rather into the the official store because I I'm thinking about getting I I like their the, the Christmas sweater they just put on sale the user illusion one it's half oh, I haven't seen that I it's it's, seen it's that. nice a little expensive it's like seventy five yeah. bucks but I don't know I like Sandra's better I think <laughs> that's I, a nice one so yeah, if you're I. Yeah. I, Did you make that? <laughs> no, actually, okay. no. It was actually at a store at the mall in Windsor. My friend okay. saw it two years ago, and she says, I saw Guns N' Roses, I thought of you. Uh, do you want me to pick you up? One. I'm like, sure. So she got it, and now I pull it out every Christmas. Oh, beautiful. And I'm awesome. wearing what I bought from Ricky Rackman's store. Cat you know, the, the, yeah, the Cat House right. sweatshirt that nice. uh, Axel wore with his uh, Zach Morris phone he was using at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's know, right. If you know the, huge. Yeah, yeah. the reference. So I, I put it out there on, on social media, and I'm so lucky to have two awesome, I mean, right away I can tell we're going to be lifelong friends. I think so. Uh, that, that have listeners uh, engage and respond. And I put it out there, who has been to a Guns N' Roses riot? Because you know, there's more than one. Uh, it's specific. you have to be specific. It's insane to think about, and, and I, I'll pref- I'll say this before it gets lost. Obviously, riots are horrendous. They happen for a variety of things in, in this world. Um, I'm, I'm grateful that both of you have survived your experiences. Um, as we, because we we want to make this a light, a happy podcast. So I don't want us to be right. ha, ha, riot. <laughs> I want us to <laughs> at least make sure that we uh, we clarify that riots are bad. So yes. I, I put it out there. Of course, there are many riots. So I, I am going to do a future episode on on the St. Louis riot. Uh, somebody from the uh, the radio station uh, Keshi down there. I think it was Arakishi down there who is there. Right. is going to come on the show. Uh, but today we're going to talk about, or as we're in Canada, we're going to mm-hmm. talk about the 1992 Montreal riot. So both of you are there, and I want to get both of your experiences because, you know, uh, it's, I, I think that's a story. It, it gets brought up every year. You know, it, yeah. it's it's just Guns N' Roses have these legendary, infamous tours, and this is, if not the, the most infamous experience. Or at a concert, I can't even imagine. Uh, and now I'll, I'll bounce off what I said before. Thankfully, I mean, I don't know if you, you'll, you'll tell me in your stories uh, when I shut up in a second, but I, no, no one really got hurt because we're in this world where, you know, people get hurt at concerts. Yep. So this could have been so much worse. So we're looking back on it, you know, thankfully uh, with some, uh, maybe with some smirks here and there. Uh, but, but, you know, let me, let's start with, uh, if you wouldn't mind, Sandra, because uh, you were the first one for us to touch base. You know, where were you living at, at the time? And because I, I just, I only know about it. I'll say this. You guys are going to teach me what it's like. I only know from MTV, from the Kurt Loder interviews. I don't know what it's like to be you know, at a riot in general, but to be at a Guns N' Roses show in the early 90s. You know, it's actually, I think today is the anniversary of my first show in 2002. Uh, December 5th, I believe. So, um, Sandra, please just, just tell us about your experience that, that day. So for me, it was completely a, um, an event on its own. So let's go back to the way you buy tickets. It's not on the internet. And, um, at that time when I bought my ticket, I was 20 years old and my parents are from Spain, so they are very much, um, they don't want me at 20 years old to go and sleep at the Olympic Stadium to get tickets. So of course, I couldn't sleep two days before in line to get good tickets. I could go only the morning that they went on sale and the line was like longer than you can imagine to buy tickets at the Olympic Stadium. But my tickets, my seats were like, way, way far that when I looked at the stage, like Axel was the yay big. But anyways, that's beside the point. Um, My friend Mike and I, we are fans of the band. So we decided to go stalk the band at their hotel. They were, um, yes, uh, we love meeting celebrities. And we decided to go to the Four Seasons downtown to meet the band. We got there early in the morning. We, Did you know they were staying there? Yes, we found out that they were staying there. Okay. 
So how do you find yeah. out those things back in those days? Because again, yeah, in that time it was no social media. It, yeah, exactly. and it wasn't scary. It was just you know kind of like Beatlemania, following a band. It wasn't. Uh, you know, um, today most, it might be creepy, but not not, not then. <laughs> correct. Yes. So most of the bigger band were all singing at the Four Seasons in Montreal. Okay. So that's why okay. we knew they were there. So we went there early. We parked in front of the hotel because nicely, before back in the day, they didn't push us to be on the sidewalk, which was public, and the entrance was uh, uh, private. So we stood there for the longest time. And we already had in mind that we were going to miss Fate No More. So we didn't mm-hmm. care about that. We want to see the band. And we did see them coming out of the hotel to go in the limo. We got the way from Slash, the way from Duff. Mm-hmm. But we never saw Axel. But you know what? I'm personally, I'm a Slash fan. Love the guy. So I saw him. It was good to go. <laughs> Jump in my car, drive to the stadium. And um, actually, I parked at the uh, college that was like three or four blocks out of the stadium because that's where I was going in college. So I used my school, uh, school pass, parked my car there, walked to the Olympic Stadium. And we were expecting to listen to Metallica play. Mm-hmm. The only thing I heard was like people and the light were on. I'm like, okay, what happened? Where's Metallica? And then we found out from people around us that James had the accident on the stage. So I'm like, okay, we miss Fade No More. Oh, wow. We're missing yeah. Metallica. Oh. So, okay. That's like, um, that's an exciting concert so far. So then um, I was afraid for the weeks before because I don't know if you guys, well, Patrick probably heard about it, but you, Brando, that the previous weeks, and about a month, there was rumors about Axel being afraid to be killed in a city that started with the letter M. I found out about that after the fact, but I, yeah, I think we just expected him to be late. Well, but yes. I, but I, I did hear about that, but it was so, after the fact. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, so, I don't, I've never heard that. Yeah, there was a rumor from Axel, and he said he's going to get killed in a city, start with M. So, of course, here I am, a fan of the band, never saw them before. I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? Is he going to go through the concert, not go through the concert? Already didn't start good with Metallica. So I'm like, okay, let's do this. And, of course, later and later and later. And back in the day, we didn't know too much at what time we would show up. Yeah. Hence, we don't know. You just have to wait and see. But people were getting like, some people were getting mad because they're like, hey, listen, uh, we've been here for a long time. Uh, we we got to get this going. Right. So the only thing I wanted is to hear my favorite song, Civil War. That's okay. the only thing I wanted. Oh, interesting. Concert you started. Get, you- Go ahead. No, I was going to say, and I, I think you did get it. Yeah, yeah that's, that was implied by my interesting. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's all right. So, um, so we listen and we get excited. And, of course, I'm just excited that, to see the band, even though I didn't really see the band because, again, it was like little things. But being there, being in the stadium, and I understand why fans don't like stadium concert because the sound at the state at the olympic stadium was terrible there's no lie about it it was bad at the time the the expos were playing there right you are correct so it's a baseball stadium you're right i have i really seen i saw i saw lady gaga at city field where the mets play but that's like right but over overall i i choose not i don't like to do that i saw metallica at giant stadium but that was like they, they only play stadiums now but yeah, yeah. So I, I hear you baseball and, stadium is eh. and the worst part about it is at the olympic stadium we have a roof which is like made of material and the sound bounce really bad to that 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 ceiling so everything together was not the best but you know what it was guns and roses so concert goes the song goes and i don't know i was just waiting for the that first note of civil war i'm like okay i got it i got my song 
So I got it in and then he decided he leaves. Yeah. And then we're all wondering, like, okay, is he going to take a break? Like, you don't know what's happening really at the moment, especially when you're far, far, far. And when they talk, again, with the bad sound, you don't hear really clear what they're saying on the microphone. It's like almost listening to Charlie Brown's teacher talking to you. Oh, okay. So you don't, especially where I was sitting, I didn't know what was going on. So I'm looking at my friend, Mike. I'm like, okay, that's weird. I mean, usually they stop halfway, maybe for a break, or you have your solo guitar, solo solo drum, or like the encore. But this is like not even like a lot of songs. And then Half an the hour, last, I think. Yeah, it was literally half an hour. I'm like, like that. okay, yeah. that's not good. And then I don't even know how long after that the lights went on in the stadium. I'm like, okay, this is not good. Like, what's going on? Then you see you, – I was like on, the, on one of the sides, but then you start seeing people throwing chairs. And then lighting up the garbage cans in fire, and it's like it was going. It's it was getting bad. People screaming, "We want our money!" and all that stuff. And I'm like, "Okay, this is not good." So the Olympic Stadium, just to li- give you a little idea, is like you have the stadium, and then if you go on one exit, it's the street. The other exit, you go and you have a long tunnel that brings you to the subway of Montreal. So people in Montreal can take the subway, take that long path, and you don't even have to get outside. So you can actually go without your coat in the winter or like something like that. Yeah. That's where the Montreal Expos had their store to sell their merchandise. Okay. And that store, it was all windows. Just windows. I see where this is going. Uh oh. <laughs> so, being a stadium, you have a lot of stairs depending which level you are at the Olympic Stadium, and you have escalators, and then people are starting to panic. What happens when people start panic? They start running all over, they push, they shove, and I'm just saying, like, we have to get out of there. Because remember, when you don't know stuff like that happening and people are mad, they're going to do anything that they can do to, to show their frustration. I had the Appetite for Destruction bumper sticker on my car. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, yes. So I'm like, if somebody sees you're, my car. You're a target. I'm a target because they're going to see that I'm a Guns N' Roses fan. They're going to see my car. They're going to flip my car. That's what it, I thought right away. Yeah. So as fast as I could, we got out of there. We were going, we actually passed the store and we saw people like when we walked, the windows were already broken and people were taking the baseball bats that were in the store to trash everything out. Wow. I'm like, let's get out of here. So we took the long path because you have the path to go to the subway and then you can go outside and that I could go to my parking lot. By the time we were outside, the cops were all over the streets. People were flipping cars. They were putting every, I'm like, let's get to my car and let's take a way out of my way to get home so they don't see my car. I'm not going to drive back to where it was. I'm just, let's get out of there. Got out of there in my car left and that was it did you because it, it's interesting you mentioned about the uh the guns of Rose, the appetite for destruction bumper sticker and if they saw that they might flip your car but it's not your fault per se but is it i'm, I'm imagining metallica fans lashing out or was there something about like metallica no, I, fans I, being mad at guns and roses like, or is it just no, I, I, it was, like seeing red anything guns and roses i gotta break it because okay. they, people were actually taking their T-shirt they just bought for $35 and burning them into the garbage cans. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah the, one I burn- sh- the one I showed you, Brandon, that Metallica GNR tour shirt, I remember those being lit up. And it, it wasn't really that Metallica versus GNR. It was just, it just more galvanized the city, was pissed off at Axel, I think is what it was. And it was just, you didn't want to be a target. <laughs> yeah. 
Fair you enough. You didn't want to, sh- like, I, I think I had a GNR shirt and I, I remember covering it up, <laughs> just <laughs> running out. Yeah, it, it was weird. It was really weird. Was there, was there a hostility? Because we, we talked about, uh, I think even just on that tour, there were some issues about Axel having throat problems. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, that's the height of his of him being laid and, and antics. Yes. But was there sort of like a, a love hate relationship with Sting? Where fans would go into like hate watch Guns N' Roses because they get to a level of riot. You know, one thing it's obviously scary and it's interesting, Sandra, that you came in after. And I kind of want to ask you a little bit about like what was the the mood where people were, just, were they wondering again before social media is James dead? You know, or something like. I mean, Lars came out and said yes. we'll be back or whatever. But you know how people spread rumors anyway. You know, you don't need social media yeah. for that. So, it just uh, there's a lot of things to I guess to, to pick apart here. One. Oh yeah. Yeah. What, what was the yeah? What, first thing when you showed up, what was the mood? Um, I guess towards Metallica before Guns N' Roses even hit. Like, was it were people worrying about James, or just at that point, it's like let's just when is when's Guns N' Roses coming on? You know, well, what about my concert? Were- the people were actually wondering because, again, you are in a stadium and you cannot hear. It's not as clear as now that you can hear everything they're saying. So people are, don't know what happened because also you have to remember, if something bad happened, they will not break that news on stage with somebody, like with people in a crowd. They'll just say, okay, uh, we cannot do the show uh, whatever they were not going to say anything about James, so you could feel like around me, like the unknown. Oh my God, is he gonna be okay? Literally. So you have the fact that nobody knows, and then the Metallica fan were all like bummed because their singer just like got into an accident because of pyrotechnic, right. and they don't know if he's gonna even be able to play. They don't know. Where where got he where where is he burned? Was he burned in the face? Was he burned like you are in the unknown? And the weight between Metallica and GNR really so you have to put two things in consideration. You have those guys that start drinking really early. So now they have two hours and a half of drinking even more waiting not knowing what to do so now they're like the way of feeling is like above and beyond what you can expect of somebody who's just going to have a good time watching a lot of labat blue sure a lot of (laughs) yes a lot of molson Molson. and and don't forget canadian beer is stronger than american beer so that's like to the top so there was a lot of like uncertainty of what's going to happen next like is is like did ax and we all knew axel didn't know we didn't know what was going to happen but i think it's like you said it's the the two things like people i was there all day i saw everything and i saw there was drinking all day for a lot of people so it was both of those the just the disappointment metallica only doing about a, maybe a 45 minute set i want to say you know, and you're like, oh, well, at least we've got GNR. But then the wait was already normally quite long. But now being the Metallica set was cut short. So you had, I think there was maybe a three-hour gap. I, something like that. But I'd, I'd have to find that out. So and then you get the hopes up again. And then to take that away, I think it, it just, I think most people like Xander and I just left. And there's this, that small few that just the boiling, they just kind of boiled over and broke everything and, that's what made the news, but yeah. so tell us then, Patrick, about your experience since you were there all day, and then we can kind of be like when the moment of riot hit because we got a little bit of, of Sandra, and thankfully, well, I guess before I lose it, did you see anybody get hurt, or was it just breaking stuff? I just saw people breaking stuff and flipping right. chairs, right. and like I just was afraid that. All because it was the big uh, oil tank, tanks that they had as garbage can, so that was filled with paper. The programs because remember back in the day you can buy yeah. programs at concert, sure. so yeah. and it was the huge one. I still have mine like on my uh, shelf, and so they put the paper and the T-shirt and they set that on fire, and then they just throw their their leftover beer. So 
You can yeah. imagine if they start kicking that down and it just goes and spread, I just didn't want to be there. I don't want to be caught in a stadium that's getting on fire. Yeah. Oh. So I got there, uh, out of there as soon as possible, get to my car and bye. See ya. And I'm doing some research that, I mean, GNR set was 55 minutes. Okay. Which, which is, Longer than I mean, five. it's, it's, but compared to their usual three hours, I can How many, that. how many songs are in the set? I thought that, uh, funny, but that I'm bringing up an ultimate classic rock article. I don't see it there. This is where I would love to be I able just, to afford it. Actually, I do have the set list. <laughs> I remember um, looking it up. Yeah. Oh, so you're so, my producers as well. There you go. The so, set list was at nine songs and oh. Civil War was the ninth song. Right, right. I remember that, yeah. So, Patrick, where were you uh, at the time? You're, you're, you're not from Montreal. Like, did you have to travel far to... Right. So I, I went with about five friends, uh, my girlfriend and a few of my buddies. We were 19. We got a bus package like from Ottawa, which is about two hours away, as you know. Yeah. Uh, so we got... We just arrived there. We were parked across the street from the uh, the Olympic Stadium, which is the Biodome, I believe. Uh, we were parked somewhere around there, and then we just had to go back to our tour buses after the show. So we were able to just kind of have fun all day and drink and join the band. So we, we were sitting right on the floor. We saw Faith No More, the only band that played a full set. They were fantastic. And then Metal, the wait, I, it was maybe 40, 45 minutes. I remember Metallica came on, and they were great. And then and then the accident happened. And then we, I remember Lars coming out and saying what had happened, that James had gotten hurt and he was on his way to the hospital and they were sorry and they would come back. Where were you sitting when that accident happened? Like where were I you was on the, We were actually on the floor, on the very, uh, on the floor. So pretty far back. I wish I still had my ticket, but we, I mean, like Sandra was describing, I could, Axel was still like this big. You would look up okay. at the, the they had they had the monitors that you can see a little bit, but it's just that notoriously terrible sound where there's a bit of an echo, and it's I, I'd seen other big rock shows there, and it's it's not the best place to see a show. Were you able to, I guess, be able to tell what happened? I mean, at, at all when when it happened, like why they they stopped? It, it was not really black, right? because. Yeah, it was fade to black. Not really, just because it was it was a pyro going off. He was just I just think too close, so we just saw a burst of light like we normally would, and you just noticed the band stopping, and then there was a little bit of confusion. But, but okay, yeah, it's, all- it's, it's interesting though that you were able to hear Lars come out what he said, where Sandra wasn't, because what goes into John DeRose's performance is that like Axel was saying this might be the last time you see us for a while. So I don't know. Yeah, Sandra, I, like it, 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 you know, a lot of fans are probably like you. They have no information about what's going on, even though I guess Axel's kind of communicating a little bit of what's happening. But Pat, uh, so Patrick, you would, when that happened, and obviously we were talking about the wait. What was your experience about? I guess your friends and people around you. Well, we waited. Yeah, it was just a long wait, and I think, like what Sandra's saying, at the time it was really hard to decipher anything that was said, and I. I I talked about it with friends. Was he, who'd even say like every now and then someone would come out and announce, uh, you know, sorry, it's coming on soon. Everyone stay not, you know, stay calm. There were these kind of announcements, but uh, I remember just waiting forever for, for GNR. So it was about, yeah, almost like a three hour wait after the fact. When they came on, what was the reaction from either of you can answer uh, first? Was it just like, Oh, thank you. Or yeah. just like, oh, it's about Absol- time. You know, absolutely. Was- yeah, absolutely. All of it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. so. What about, what, you, what about you, Sandra, when they came oh, out? I mean, I'm like, finally, I get to see the guys live because we've been, I for sure as a fan, I watched all the videos that they had and watched that famous 1988 concert. And like, you want to feel that excitement because – being at, at a GNR concert, it's like, it's something that is different. It's like, there's no break. And as you guys know, Axel goes for three hours now on concert. And sure. usually there's never opening act. So it's only them for three hours nonstop. Right. And getting that energy that, because to be honest, 
Axel, he was doing his thing that he was doing as yeah. normal <clears throat> concert. You couldn't tell that he was sick or his throat or whatever. He was himself. So it was, okay, I'm getting this. This is going to be a fun two hours now. And okay. I don't. I don't think. I don't think there was any animosity from the crowd, uh, Brent. Like you know, I, I think there, I don't think anybody was there just to see one or the other band. There's no way you would leave. Like if you're a Metallica fan and you don't like GNR, I can't imagine someone saying like, "Ah, no, I don't want to see you." You know what I mean? You, you're gonna stay there. But uh, so, I think everyone was so happy. Like the, it just brought the place back up, which is I think that's really what caused it that to bring it finally back up. So that kind of crashing halt was just, and not, and no communication, not really understanding like what was going on, you know, even by the time GNR finished and they, it was clear, like we stood there waiting saying like, he mumbled something. I don't know what he said, but he's going to come back. And then, you know, the lights coming on and then you were like, well, no, they're going to come back. And then we're, we were being ushered away. And I just, one of my friends was like, no, they're going to come back. And I'm saying, I'm, I would tell like the stage is on fire. We are not coming back. No, it's over. We got to go. We got to go. When you're being ushered away, are, are, are the Olympic stadium crew communicating anything to you? Like, or just, you know, file out, you know? Yeah. Well, it was chaotic because I remember debris falling from the upper level. So they, really? I, okay. I do remember, I do remember them kind of, I guess it was security just telling us to, to hurry out. So we, we got out of the building pretty quick on the ground floor. And then it was just more once I was, I was outside circling around. I think we saw, that's when we saw the riot cops and I saw a, a police car upside down. It was flipped over and I, we realized how, Oh wow. This is not a concert anymore. This is, this is crazy. Yeah. So what was the first thing? Um, I guess we'll stay with you, Patrick. What was the first thing you saw that were like, because I want to say overall, because um, the only other country I visited, Canada, and I'm very proud. Right. Nice. You know, uh, nice. Lovely, very nice people. So to have a ride we, in Canada. We welcome, we welcome you with open arms. Thank yes. you. Thank you. Uh, when the world is less crazy, I, I'm, I'm sure I will. Actually, uh, quick sidebar. She, uh, my girlfriend wants to go like to Vancouver. And I was cool. like, yeah, I would love to go to Vancouver. You know, it's beautiful. The, the it's beautiful. West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, well, uh, I hope I hope to, <laughs> to find. <that. laughs> yeah. So, so, of the, I'm reading on the same Ultimate Classic Rock article. So, about like fifty three thousand were in attendance, and only about two thousand in the riot. And as we say, you know, or someone once said, if you bad apples spoil the whole damn bunch, whatever. That's right. <laughs> so, what did you see? When you're like, okay, this is just some drunken jerk, and I've been to you know sporting events and people get into fights, we're like, okay, wow, this is something bigger. I'm in yeah. danger. You know, when when did that hit you? We got a little from uh, Sanders. Anything actually? Do you want to answer that? Because we got a little bit of that from uh, from you. What what was the well, first thing you saw? It's like everything else. You have people that like me. I want to get out of there. I want to stay safe. But you have those people, like in, and that's like in all the history of riot that they take that as yes, I can destroy something and just take advantage of it. Yeah, like that's exactly, yeah, yeah. They, that's it. They, yeah. There was no reason to destroy that that sporting store memorabilia. There's no reason for it. I mean, you're you are pissed off the fact that Guns N' Roses cut short their concert. Okay, that's fine. But what does the, the Olympic Stadium store have anything to do with it? Why do you have to trash? It's like the looting like of the stores in, in like yeah. what happened the whole year. Why do you have to destroy stores? I know. Because it's just an ang- yeah. it's misguided anger and there's, there's ways to exactly. go about it. So sure. You, you don't yeah. need to do that. So I guess when you just started seeing people breaking into the uh, the Expo's memorabilia store, and how can you do that to Vladimir Guerrero and Delano De Shields? Exactly. I'm just, just name dropping all That's the baseball players. You don't do that. You don't do that. No. So, uh, well, Patrick, then like, I guess what did you see when you were like, okay, this is just a few uh, drunken idiots. So, like, this is well, a the, problem. The first thing my, my friends noticed was. Yeah, it was uh, people were lighting those tour shirts on fire, and or maybe it was guard. We couldn't tell what it was, but we would just see things light up and, and kind of falling down. So I do remember as we were leaving, taking my jacket off and covering my girlfriend just oh, wow. so we wouldn't get hit with anything. I, I didn't see anyone 
really getting hurt. I, I do remember some drunken idiots going up to the uh, riot cops. We were trying to get back to our bus. So, and I remember actually they had formed a line and they were marched. They were kind of, they were clearing a perimeter, just trying to, I guess, clear the streets. And we nicely told them, like, we have to get, sorry, we, we're from Ottawa, we're from out of town. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> we, uh, we, we just, our, our bus is back there, you know? And uh, they were nice. So they, they kind of instructed us, like, to, what detour to take, and uh, it would be fine. But yeah, I saw people going up to the riot cops and just either throwing stuff at them or just being secretly. Whatever it was, we didn't really, we just kind of followed along with what they told us to do and kind of left. But it was, I did see the, the cop car that was flipped over. Mm. Um, I, di- I didn't see them flipping over, but I saw it. I saw the aftermath of it. I remember seeing that burning. I, I wish I would have had a phone. Like it just, like I remember that in my mind. Like what the hell? Like this is a GNR show, <laughs> right? <laughs> what am I seeing? Yeah, I know it is nuts. I'd never seen. That. I was nineteen. I'd never seen that in my life. Wow, just unreal. So, what were the? I guess the following days for you, I guess as a fan, and the following years, because you're obviously both still diehard fans. That didn't deter you from being a a, a fan of the band, did you? And at the time, blame Axel like this. I mean, uh, blame Axel is a media narrative that's been uh, often popular. So it's just, it's. I don't know. I wasn't there. It's, hard. it's, it's not even just like by your perspective, but uh, I'll, I'll Axel, say this. I'll yeah. say this, Brian. I, I I went in as a bigger fan of GNR than Metallica, but I left a bigger Metallica fan. Overall, now it's mm-hmm. just water under the bridge. But I I do remember that. Uh, well, we found out afterwards. I don't know if. Someone, had, or I, don't, I don't know where it came from, but apparently Lars said from the stage that they would honor, just come back, we're going to be back. And then right. they did actually come back in November, just Metallica. It was like a, I guess, a continuation of the Black Album tour, and they played the old forum. And uh, anyone who had a ticket from that show was allowed in. I remember going back to that show. and it was So that was, I think it just, I was pissed off at Axel, I guess, because I, I was just mad. I didn't, but I think I was mad that I didn't get to see my favorite band play. I didn't... I was mad that I didn't get to see two of the best bands in the world play. And I mm. think, but I got over it. <laughs> so, so Sandra, did you take advantage of that deal? Since you missed well, Metallica the first time, did you, uh, did you go? Oh, well, yeah. Funny enough that I missed them completely just because I was talking to band, but <laughs> I actually was the last ticket sold at the forum before. No they sold way. Out. Wow. When I bought my ticket. They sold out right after my ticket. So I had the last <laughs> ticket at that's the Montreal cool. forum. Oh, that's yeah, a visual. And <laughs> I and love it cl- that. And it closed not long after that too. So it's, yeah, that, that, so that, like it, it just kind of galvanized the city. I think this, it made Metallica are gods in Montreal. And I think, yeah. The city got over it too. GNR, I mean, GNR, they, they came back and played in 2017. And I, I remember asking my friends in Montreal, like, what do you, you know, how's you guys okay with Axel now? And they're like, oh, we don't care, you know. But for the longest time, GNR was, were banned from kind Montreal. Of, yes, right. They were, were really? banned. Oh. Yes, so was they it- were actually banned from Montreal because no promoter wanted to go through that same thing again with them. Makes so, sense. Yeah. They were banned, but then after that, we had like the several different changes of the lineup. So it was no longer like the original. And then they decided to do like the festival at uh, Parc Jean Drapeau, which was on the <laughs> island. And I mean, you cannot very much destroy other than the stage there. There's nothing else you can destroy because you're on an <laughs> island. So it's, conta- it's contained. Yeah, that's right. exactly. <laughs> it's it's contained, and I guess DJ Ashba is less dangerous than Slash. I, like you just need to think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we gonna are we gonna talk about DJ now? <laughs> if if you want, it's just more of like it's just it's just funny the reasoning because I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't sure if they were banned from just the uh, Olympic Stadium that 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 venue or from the entire city. And from the Montreal. Funny, the now the, the, then the reasoning of okay, not just like okay, let bygones be bygones. The lineup is different. Okay, there's less you know, quote unquote. Uh, Rap scallions, criminals, and this uh, this Guns N' Roses band—they're allowed back. Were they banned from St. Louis? Were they banned from St. Louis, Brando? I can't remember. Sure, it so must have been. Yeah. I'm going to talk about that. You know, the, it might be the next uh, episode I do next recording about the St. Louis, and, and same thing with Philly. It's just the riots. It's it's riots, and how like how would I have reacted? You know, as I yeah. mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it's um, I believe it's today, if not tomorrow, the anniversary when I first saw. Like an anniversary, like I celebrate this every year. 
but it's the uh the remember like when i 2002 when i first saw guns and roses and then the riot happened the next day i don't know what that's like because i just remember like am i gonna see axel rose because at that time no one saw him not, right for, for right. years really it just seemed like it was he was a a myth yep. and if he didn't show up and in new york and on that day it was a blizzard you know uh, it's it, it may have been really it may have been awful it, it may have been awful just um and yeah. i'm just really glad and I, I wanted to make sure at the beginning of this uh this conversation that we weren't all kind of laughing and remember this and you know having remembrances and be like oh that person died you know no, like, i don't i don't I'm like okay was, good good so there were no there were definitely no casualties and i i mean i think there was probably a lot of arrests and but i i don't i don't remember it being that bad i mean sandra do you remember well did no. it deter you from ever seeing guns and roses i mean i guess it didn't oh, uh, I'll, I'll not. so yeah so only ask this uh sandra how many times have you seen guns and roses um that was my first time of course then the second time i saw them so i i don't have a lot of concerts because again um i'm by myself and i don't have any friends around me that follows them so i basically just did whatever came from uh michigan but i saw them back when uh with dj ajba on december 2011 at the uh, the Palace of Auburn Hills. Then that February 2012, they did the up close and personal in a really little place in Michigan. It used to be called the State Fair. Now it's called the Fillmore. Okay, that, cool. That was the best experience I had because that was a small place. I was front row, standing in front of that's, DJ, and I saw cool. that for three hours. And that was actually the night that I met Axel after the fact. Okay. All right. And then I shared that on social media. People were like, when do I get to meet Axel? I'm like, I haven't (laughs) met him. So Sandra's lucky. And that that whole show experience sounds absolutely amazing. So let me tell you about that experience though, because so was there a riot? riot? No, there was no no riot. It was downtown Detroit. (laughs) I know (laughs) it was downtown Detroit though. So that's not the best place to stand alone by yourself as a girl. Yeah, that's right. So that was back in the day that Axel never went on stage at eight. So it was, he went at on stage at, if I'm not mistaken, 11, 1130 and he played for three hours. So I met one of my best friend now, Kelly, at that concert. We talked before the concert, and then after the concert, she says, well, do you want to wait to to meet DJ? I'm like, that's my plan. She says, well, if you stay, I'll stay, because at least two girls together, it's better to stay together downtown Detroit. So we we stood there. It was not too cold for February, to be honest. And we waited, waited, waited. And, of course, they had a gate, like, about long ways from the door. So if they came, they would have to walk to you because you were not allowed to stand in front of the door. So we saw DJ leave. He left from the door, went into the truck, never saw DJ then. But Fernando, who okay. works with Axel, yeah. came about an hour That's later, his manager, Came about an hour later, we were there, and he told us, Axel has said that he will meet you guys. You guys are all allowed one autograph and one picture with him. Cool. And That's we cool. Saw maybe 10 people there. That's so cool. So we got in line. We got our picture. We got an autograph. And what, What'd you get autographed? My ticket stub. Okay, cool. Very cool. And that's when I saw the change in Axel. He was no longer the diva from the 1980s and <laughs> 90s that no, nobody could approach. He was literally, and he was not even feeling good. He was actually sick that night, but he didn't care. He came and he, he, he took his, his time with us. Well, that's great. So then let me ask you, I'm going to ask the same things to, to Patrick. What is your favorite uh, Guns N' Roses piece of memorabilia? Is it that autograph ticket stuff from Axel? Is it something else? Is there another poster on the wall behind you that I, I don't see? That we haven't spoken uh, about. It could be that the awesome Christmas sweater, which I will refuse to call ugly is, Christmas sweater. It's no, that is cool. That is a cool <laughs> Christmas sweater. Uh, my favorite, actually, I made a montage um, of that concert with my picture with Axel, the pics from DJ. 
uh, before the concert, we had met Bubblefoot before the concert also. So it's a collage of everything when my ticket stop. That's like my most. That's cool. Yes. I like that. That's, that's because good. it was it's personalized it's not like something that i bought that i know no like no feelings no emotion attached to it yeah. that was my experience that's sure cool. absolutely so patrick let me ask what other because that that was your first show like that in, in uh the, the rock she's going yeah for your first show i know i thought yeah, my- i thought it was a big deal for my first show to be with buckethead no 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 <laughs> that's pretty uh, cool. I, uh, yeah so how many shows have you first- seen yeah I've seen them three times now. I've seen that show. Uh, that was the first one. And then the second one was in 2010, uh, I believe, with, in Ottawa at the, uh, I don't even know what it was called at the time, the, uh, whatever, the, the, the hockey arena at the time. Uh, and so this would have been, so this was post-Chinese democracy. This would have been with Ashba and uh, Fortis. I think, I think they were touring Chinese democracy across uh, Canada. Okay. Uh, they they had Sebastian back opening. They were and I they went on at but quarter to midnight. Was that the same? Because we weren't at the same show, right? Or were well, we? You, was, was that the the Suicide Girls opened? Then no, Sebastian? you see, you no, I that's think that was earlier. You, you, okay. That's oh six. Yeah, I I missed that one. But we okay. had Sebastian Bach opening, and uh, it was a good show. And then I saw the the full reunion in 2017 with my wife. My wife and I, uh, Mary and I, go to. We're just concert junkies, but I, I do remember for the uh, the reunion show going to the bathroom because I have a I'm an old man I have a I have a bladder so I'm like I got I know they play long so I'm, I was peeing and then I remember hearing it's so easy starting and I th- I thought why would they be playing a track that they're gonna about to play lot oh no and then I just I so I ran back and I just made it in time you thought that they were you had more time given your I'm like, history Ax- I was like Axel I thought you were gonna be late what are you doing so he just Wow. Yeah, it's it's become a, it's become a thing around my house. Whenever somebody, my son's always, I have a teenage son who's always late for everything. So every time, every now and then, he'll show up early. I'm like, oh, you axled me. What are you doing? <laughs> does, he, does he even understand what you're saying? He does. He does. Okay. I, I bore him. I bore him to death with those details. Yeah. Good. Uh, so then, what is your favorite piece of GNR memorabilia? I I. I I have, I mean, I have a couple of t-shirts. I have the classic Appetite for Destruction t-shirt I, I, that I love. I wear all the time, but I, I don't, I've been collecting concert tickets since then. I don't have one from the Montreal riot. I wish I did. Mm-hmm. Because when I tell my kids about that story, they're like, wow, really a riot? <laughs> so they, they, they think it's really cool. I'm like, yeah, it was actually music play too, but yeah, right. But I guess so. I guess my my I, it would be a T-shirt or a the newer concert ticket, maybe from the the 2017 show. That was a great show. You got both ever to sit around. Uh, I mean, not this year because there are no concerts. But uh, right. when there was, you know, post '92, when right. you're going to concerts and you're just seeing everyone kind of oh enjoying their, themselves, and a band gets on stage. And you're just with your, you're sitting in your seat with your crossed arms. You'd be like, you don't even know what can happen. You, you, you've never been. I don't know. I just feel like you're just, you'd be, both would be like grizzled uh, concert. No, watch out for debris. There's flaming shirts coming. You know. I know. Well, look at you, Patrick. You're 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 a superhero. You're um, <laughs> you, you covered your wife, uh, right, with a coat. I mean, you. Not that happens, like right. I mean, that's usually like a sitcom premise, but like where the guys and yeah, they're both in danger. But I think it's like a King of Queens episode uh, about that. You know, pushing the lady out of the way, using her as a shield. Yeah, or George Costanza when he thought there was a fire at the party and he's pushing all the kids down or something like that. When faced with danger, uh, you you got it, Patrick. Oh yeah. Well, thank you. I I do remember from the uh, Montreal riot. Uh, my parents, my mom was picking me up at a, at a, wherever it was. I don't, I don't know. It was, I think it was a local mall where it was organized for the bus, uh, the bus tour I was on. And there was no social, like we didn't have phones back then. And it, it made the national news. You know what? That's so, important. Uh, so yeah. So how did your parents react? Right? They like, were, yeah, they were so worried because they didn't know they couldn't reach any of us. They had, I think my mom had tried to call the bus company uh, who just said they had no way of reaching the driver, but they were, you know, they were coming back. And I remember my parents were like, were, are they all on board? Because the news would just show the worst of what was going on. So they're like, 
my, my, you know, I, I think my mom was saying my dad was trying to record it so he could see if I was one of these kids burning cop cars or, or smashing windows. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. But I, why I would remember. he think that over? Like, let me just check the ground or something. Maybe. He yeah, I know. No, no, no. He's <laughs> not my son. He's in a star. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do remember them being really worried, and they were happy to see me, and uh, my friends were okay. What time did you get home? I, it must have been really late. I can't. Uh, I, I can't imagine like three. I don't. I don't. The, the whole day was such a blur. But uh, it must have been like four or five in the morning, maybe at that point. Because I know the bus driver had actually told us, which Axel was already notorious for performing late. So I remember them saying that they would wait for us no matter what. This is, I mean, before we knew there was a chance of a riot. You know, we just thought that the worst that could happen is you know it'll be a late show, but who cares? But uh, so we, yeah, we got home really late. It was before dawn, but it must have been close to it. Sandra, did you did you have a similar experience where people are wondering where you? You're right. We we can't lose that. I'm glad you brought it up at the beginning. There's no social media, and you're seeing the news show the worst of the worst. Where's Sandra? Oh my God! You know? My my mom was waiting for me. My okay. mom was waiting for me awake. <laughs> And uh, yeah. she was just making sure that she I saw was it on fine. the news. She saw it on the news. It was yeah. everywhere. It's like every are parent's you okay? nightmare. Yeah. Well, yeah, you. It's it's because again, no social media, no cell phone, no nothing. You, I, I was talking to my friend about uh, to their kids. Like we used to carry a bunch of quarters to be able to <laughs> call our friends on the payphone right. and tell them, okay, in the subway, I'll be on the last subway, and then I'm gonna take it at that time to jump in it to meet people. There yeah. was no like texting. Yeah. I, I do remember. I do remember my my mom telling me why couldn't you stop somewhere and call? And I just remember te- it was just frantic. We were just trying to stay together. We just wanted to find our bus. We were worried that this bus would eventually just ditch us and leave, and we'd be stuck in Montreal. But uh, it was it was nuts. Wow, wow! I appreciate both of you sharing your stories, and I'm glad they had more because you know it's obviously again scary, but it was. We, we were able to listen to your stories without any sense of dread, I guess, happening. So right. it's just kind of, right. um, and, and then it's getting your perspective. Well, I'm sure is uh, is shared by everyone who was there. And as I mentioned at the beginning, this is um, an event that we talk about every year. Yeah. And maybe one day we'll hear Axel's side of it because there, I'm sure there's part of it. It's like, okay, what really went ha- like happened? Did you really have like something that was really wrong with his throat? And like this whole thing could have been, you know, does he look back on it like, you know, I wish the communication was better. However, the communication at that time period wasn't the same, even with the microphone. So it's like, I know there's a, there's a, there's a YouTube clip. I think it was from music, um, much music or music plus like the, the, the Quebec MTV that actually had, I saw it recently because it's now the anniversary, but it was like a 10 or 15 minute kind of story about that day. And it's got some of the band's perspective after like a, around the illusions time. And it's pretty interesting. I remember the band just saying how they, they were hidden in the back and then they were rushed into a truck and just like, like they, at one point they wanted to go back on stage, but they were rushed out because it was too late at that point. Like it had crossed the threshold that people were wrecking things and you couldn't reason with them anymore. So. Unreal. Uh, I think it's safe to say though, um, COVID or no COVID, you know, next time Guns N' Roses puts on a concert, they are just on it. It's a professional machine. There's, there's no, oh, yeah. no more chance of riots, you know, uh, just thankfully. Um, yeah. I know you both are private citizens, but do either of you have anything that you would want to, you know, promote in the show or talk about? Like, you know, if you either of you have like a, you know, Instagram where you, you, you show, you know, Guns N' Roses Lego characters or, or anything like that, or even Etsy shop, you know, I just figured that I, I figured I'd ask, uh, uh I'm a musician, but I don't really do. Uh, I'm just a, a no. I, I don't really have anything to promote. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, this, and Sandra, I was hoping that you didn't make this the the, the Christmas sweater, but I guess yeah, I, I would buy one. No, okay. <laughs> no I, I didn't. Um, I actually am a amateur photographer, so I do take when permitted uh, concert pictures and videos. So what I'll cool. do is I'll. I'll upload some on your um, and tag you, Brando, on it, okay. so sure. you can share with your um, your fan base. Um, my my la- my latest concert that I've been to, because of course my stadium tour from. 
2020 got canceled, but I saw them in 20, uh, 2018 at the um, Little Caesar Arena, and I was literally on the side of the stage, and Slash was right in front of me. So I got some of my best pictures uh, cool. in concert of that, so I'll share that with you. Awesome. I appreciate cool. that, Sandra. And thank you again, both of you, for your, your, your time and both of you being fans of the podcast. And that's how, you know, you both reached out. I think Sandra, a friend of yours, tagged you. You, you got yes. to talk. And then, uh, Patrick, you said you've been listening for a while. And uh, I, yes. another, so I just, just thank you because I put it out there. Also, another question on social media, like how has 2020 changed your listening habits? And, Patrick, you were saying that, like, now you're, you're at home, you're listening to more podcasts. So it's just you know, it's appreciated. And the fact that we all, you know, in 2020 can talk about this event and, you know, kind of come together a little bit where we're all kind of quarantines. Um, and I don't have to cross any borders. You know, I don't think I, I don't. That's think I, true. <laughs> it's true. That's true. I don't have to get, yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe one day I'll, I'll tell the first story about when uh, I got de- kind of detained at the first, my first time I crossed the border. Things, oh, it was nothing oh, that bad. Cool. It was nothing that <laughs> bad. You know what? No, now I can't leave that much of a teaser. It's not that well, bad. Yeah, yeah, I mean, seriously, we just told you about a riot we were in. Come on. Exactly. I, me and my friend, we had some, like, it, it, this is like, you know, when I'm uh, So where, 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 are we crossing, we where were, are we crossing over to and from? This was, uh, my, my parents would not allow me to drive to Ottawa uh, by myself. Okay. I was, and this, is, this all ties into Guns N' Roses, actually, because. Well, your girlfriend was from here, right? Yeah, you're, an ex- you're, 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 you're former. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, an ex. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's fine. An ex girlfriend is from Ottawa, and I met her. This was before even real social media dating. I used to have a live journal. I don't know. I was okay. a Guns N' Roses emo kind of hybrid, you know, where you would write it out. So, but people would find you on Live Journal, and I would list Guns N' Roses as my interests. You know, yeah. it's it's a kind of like the same things you you do now on social media, but. Live journal was meant to just be like an open diary for your friends, but it was like the beginning of people finding you through your right. common interests. So I even had like Axel Rose as my background, my backdrop to where I would write my, my entries to how much I hated life or, you know, girls don't like me or whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I remember I, I changed the, the comments uh, where you can leave a comment. The, the, the verbiage was to get in the ring. And with whoever right. left left comment, it would say, you know, one person or two person antagonized me. So I made it all. Th- yeah. this is, again, I was crazy GNR before doing this, this stupid <laughs> podcast. So, uh, yeah, so it was to meet this girl who she, we, she's like, oh, you like Axel Rose. And we started talking. We both thought we were, you know, attractive. I and mean, this is like the beginning of, uh, you know, webcams, nothing naughty. But it was, uh, <laughs> you know, it was like, not, it wasn't like included on a, um, you know, on your laptops yet. So this is like all right. old school. So. My friend, my my parents didn't want me to drive up there to meet her by myself, so I went okay. with my college roommate, and he just looks like a stoner. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> and like they, they and uh, the the police came. Like we we didn't even like hit the the border yet. They just came up with like a dog, you know, and probably oh, no. smelled it. We had so little on us anyway. Yeah. And I, we got both kind of reactions. One cop was like, "You know, why would you bring this in? We have better weed here." That's that very true. true. And another true. one. I mean, I was obviously kind of like embarrassed. You know, this is like so, being detained, like some, some sort of criminal. I know you shouldn't have brought in weed or whatever. I mean, yeah. you know, wrong is wrong, but still, like, what are we doing here? <laughs> and uh, and uh, there was one cop that I don't know. He speaking of like being like, grizzled or gruntled. Like you guys are just gruntled. You know, uh, fans yeah. of going to shows. Uh, he's like, so what do you smoke? I, I had a. You know, a piece of paraphernalia on me. You know, yeah. a uh, 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 sorry, kids. You know, a, a marijuana <laughs> before, pipe. Right. This you is know. before it was electric. Was, yeah, yeah. They were, so they were vaping. He's like, so what are you using that for? What are you smoking out of it? Hashish, crack, meth. <laughs> Straight you know, scare you. Yeah, and I was like, no, uh, just mar- I was being all nervous. Uh, no, just just marijuana, sir. Just your, your typical teenage stuff. Yeah. You're those typical teenager. When I was a typical teenager, I was having bullets flown at my face in Vietnam. Like, oh, no. I was like, uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that. So that was my, my first time going to Canada. <laughs> okay. Nice. Well, you're welcome to come back, and I hope you do. It's not always that bad. And seriously, just leave your weed at home next time. Yes. 
it, it's it, a lot better. It, it goes without saying. <laughs> no, it's it's beautiful. And I'll, I'll wrap up saying this because you two are just a small example of just the great people that listen to this podcast. There's a lot to listen in uh, in Canada. Uh, there's a, I have a lot in Australia and just like different yeah. other uh, countries that I'm at least I I've, I can say I've been to Canada. You know, so I can feel some sort of a. Uh, I don't know, kinship. kinship. Yeah, kinship. Um, the only uh, casino. No, no. Now it's the second casino I've been to uh, was in Quebec. Oh, I've yeah. I've been to Montreal. That's about it. I got to hit the West Coast. Uh, West. You'll love it. So, well, th- thank you. Uh, thank you all. Um, if we do, uh, I guess, a part two or whatever, you know, both of you just keep chiming in on social media. Yeah, let's, let's, we'll do. We'll say sure that. So that wraps up. Uh, let's, let's, we're going to do a, I guess, a, maybe a riot series. I don't know if I've yeah. officially labeled it. <laughs> it. Sounds so messed up, but how do you do a riot? A riot Guns N' Roses series. I mean, it would only work for this band. So Exactly. Yeah. There's nobody yeah. else that could do it. Exactly. Yeah, so I, we're going to talk about St. Louis, probably uh, Philly as well. I think there's other Argentina riots. So we'll see where this goes. <laughs> And uh, there's no way this episode of this podcast will be possible without people like Patrick, without without, uh, people like Sandra. So thank you both. Thank all of you for listening to another edition of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see these these future riot installments? When will you hear the next episode? Who's the next guest? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it. I don't know if soon is the word. security, I'm going home.